This podcast is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, award-winning wealth managers who go above and beyond to support and guide you. Visit candowealth.com to start building your wealth with confidence. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Katie Balls and I'm joined by Kate Andrews. Now, we've had a change today from Rishi Sunak. Some are calling it a U-turn. Some are just saying it's a different way of looking at the world than perhaps <laughs> the first stage of his campaign. The cars outside disagree with that analysis. Yeah, that was, that was the protesters already <laughs> protesting this, this podcast. Now, Rishi Sunak, Kate, has proposed a VAT cut on energy bills. Before we get to what this means for his campaign. Can you just talk us through the specifics of the policy? Sure. So he's put forward today a temporary one-off cut to VAT on energy bills. And it is estimated that this would save your average household around £160 a year. Now, this was a lever that he was thinking about pulling if we go back to February and May, the two huge spending support packages that we had then to help with energy bills. But the concern when he was chancellor was that this would be a really easy target for the Labour Party and others to say, well, this is actually just a handout for the wealthy because VAT is a tax on consumption. So the people who consume the most are paying the most VAT. And so if you were to, say, have a really big home or to be, you know, turning the heat up really high and seeing that as, as something that you don't need to worry about, well, then you're going to pay the most, but you're also going to get the biggest benefit from that VAT cut. So he was worried about that accusation. And it's why he at the time decided to go for a more targeted measure for giving people their support. His argument is that it's temporary. That means that as a one-off, it it can be costed. You can prioritize it. It doesn't tie you into future tax cuts that are uncosted. And he points to the tens of billions of pounds that that Liz Truss has proposed in, in tax cuts. Some people are saying, well, you have spent four debates now insisting that tax cuts are not just irresponsible, but you've even said now immoral. And now you're proposing one yourself. I suppose his team would say, no, I've been saying unfunded tax cuts are immoral. We can't put these bills on future generations. But I can cost this one. I can do it as a temporary measure and it can help ease the cost of living crisis. And Kate, one of the big criticisms here is ultimately Rishi Sunak has been pressed many times to do a VAT cut on energy bills and during his time as Chancellor he argued against it I think he argued against it publicly in interviews as well and therefore you can read it in one way which is Rishi Sunak is in a race against time something I write about in this week's magazine and the ballots are going out next week and he doesn't have all the time he thought he would have to try and win the hearts and minds of the grassroots. And therefore that mountain he has to climb in terms of Liz Truss's poll lead is looking pretty steep and he is rushing out tax cutting. Things that he has suggested is irresponsible if Liz Truss does, but not if he does. Do you think there is a justification for this? Is it too simple to call it a U-turn? I think if you really want to dig down into it, you can credibly justify it. You can say, look, a one-off temporary tax cut that I have costed or I I plan to cost and I'm confident I can cost is very different from 
Liz Truss promising people that she's going to slash their tax, but also increase spending on healthcare and social care, and that this just doesn't have to be paid for. But the problem is, you know, you really need to capture people's attention in order to differentiate between the two. I think there is a difference, but you have to make the case. And actually, in terms of the headlines, it's a real opportunity for Team Trust just to come out and say, ah, aha, see, it's his tax cuts that are fine and it's mine that aren't. It's just opened him up to a lot of criticism. I think Rishi Sunak was hoping, because he made this point so many times in the debates, that his time spent as chancellor offering up a £9 billion support package in February, a £15 billion support package in May, would be enough to convince people that he will act. You know, these are huge sums of money, and actually the £1,200 for the 8 million most vulnerable households is a pretty it's a pretty big offer that he did the last time around. But he hasn't been able to compete with her tax cuts. And Katie, in, in your cover piece, which is out tomorrow, I think you kind of get to the heart of this. He's realizing he has to play catch-up. I'd be interested to to know in the conversations you've been having with the different teams if, if that sense of timeliness is playing a role in these kinds of announcements. Yeah, I think there was a clear sense that Richie Sunak has to do something to change the dial and the hope had been that the BBC head-to-head would be that. And I think it's part of the reason he was so keen to interject was he does feel like he's against the clock and therefore a new tactic being more aggressive and you know, actually questioning Liz Truss's plans was the way to do it. But I think we saw that I think he did land some blows in the sense that it can be an ugly sight and still be a little bit effective for what they want to do. In Mm -hmm. the sense, I think we can't say it was a failure of a performance until we know whether has it planted some seeds of doubt in Tory members who are in the don't know category when they think about Liz Truss's economic plans. Because the point he kept hammering, I think, to some success, even though Liz Truss derived its project fear, was what is this going to do for your mortgage if Liz Truss is prime minister? And it's too early to tell whether that is doing what I think Rishi Sunak supporters thinks it will do, which is bring don't knows from Liz Truss to him. But I think the fact that we had the talk TV debate last night, which ended abruptly when the presenter fainted, but in what we saw of it the fact that Richard was much calmer in a way I think actually had to be brought in to speak at one point was was clearly trying to completely undo this idea that he's a mansplainer and I think to be fair to Rishi Sunak from what you've heard of him from you know those who work for him and even cabinet colleagues I don't think he falls into the natural mansplaining territory so I suspect he was probably a bit mortified at some of the ways that he came across in the Monday debate and was at pains to, to try and you know and make amends to that um so I think we could see see some of that but then I do wonder just on the VAT policy because as you say a temporary tax cut is different to a permanent tax cut stating the obvious here that's why I'm not economics editor um no it's an important point they are different (laughs) um, but that is there something about the politics in the sense that Sometimes I think it's happened during Rishi Sunak's time as Chancellor the things that he thinks are the right things to do are often very technical it's one I think the issues with the spring statement national insurance in terms of political win just axing it would have been a much simpler than explaining the thresholds uh, moving and therefore I do just wonder if he lacks some of the I suppose that that political judgment which I think Liz Truss has a lot of what do you think no I think that's a very good point because you know it, it seems from the the lines around this VAT cut today from the Sunak perspective that it should be so obvious to people why this is a different tax cut than what Liz Truss is proposing and of course in terms of the actual numbers people can see you know in black and white yes this th- these are different figures that people are putting forward but a lot of his 
criticisms of trust that then, you know, tax cuts are inflationary, tax cuts are immoral. And I think he just assumes that people will completely see the differences between between his temporary tax cut and long-term day-to-day spending that isn't being costed because we're having these tax cuts. And, you know, it's not that people won't understand it. It's that they may not actually have time to break this down. Like, as to your point in your cover piece, Katie, we have about two weeks for Rishi Sunak to turn this around. So if he's seen lambasting tax cuts and then he's seen bringing in his own just saying mine are fine and Liz Truss's aren't, that isn't going to sit right with people, even if there is a detailed explanation behind it. And finally, Kate, just looking at what we had at the Talk TV debate, did we learn anything new? Because it was a slightly different format. Um, you had members of the general public ex- saying their issues with the NHS, talking about vegetarianism. Anything new? I suppose maybe this wasn't surprising, but it's difficult to see. I think we all learned that if we ourselves or have a loved one on the NHS waiting list, there are no answers to that conundrum at the moment. It's great to have Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss talking about technical advancements for the NHS and just, you know, talking about efficiencies and the rest of it, but it is very clear that neither of them have a strategy to get that now 6.6 million NHS England waiting list projected to be 9 million if we're lucky by March 2024 down in any kind of acceptable time frame um, and that is because there's just so many things I can't say you know we, we cannot talk in the UK about the failures of the NHS the very expensive failures of the NHS and I, I think a lot of people given how many are on the wait list now and know people who are will have watched that debate and just really lamented the state that we're in it was a difficult task for Sunak and Treffs I don't think there are any easy answers here but given the fact that as politicians who want to win votes they can't say anything negative critical or even optimistically about reform for the NHS, there was very little they could do with that question. Thank you, Kate. And thank you for listening. Thank you, Katie. What a civil podcast. And thank you, Natasha, for producing. A Spectator subscription is now better value than ever before. As a new subscriber joining today, you'll pay just £1 a week for unlimited online and app access in your first year. To subscribe today, go to spectator.co.uk forward slash unlimited.